Let us pray, please. Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you, Father, for this time that you've given us to praise and worship you this morning, Father. We invite you to fill this place this morning, Father, with your spirit. Take over this service. Lead, guide, and direct us in everything we do, and we'll give you the honor and the glory, Father, for everything's accomplished. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. If, um, if you've paid any attention for the last couple of years, you've noticed that our country has taken a different track. And as I spent time kind of putting this together and thinking about this, I uh, have a lot of time that I get to spend with people in correspondence in different ways. And it's interesting to me because I pay attention to questions that are asked. And I look for those reoccurring questions. And they're the questions that are being asked really for the last year and a half or so. They've really started to show up. And the question has been, will God save America? Usually followed by the question or statement, have we gone too far for God to save? And as I started to think about these, because they're, they're earnest questions, people are seriously concerned about the condition of this country, not only this country, but most of the world. I, um, as I started to prepare for this morning, I thought about these questions and prayed for the Holy Spirit to guide me and show me um, is there an answer to this question that we could actually go into and look at? And, of course, there is. And it concerns me that this is a question that's on the heart of a lot of people. And not just people who are Christian. So I started to study and look at a lot of different information. And if we ask the Holy Spirit to show us why do people feel this way, uh, many answers come to our minds. And we immediately start to think about the different things that we see going on in this country. <clears throat> this country has slowly started to drift several years ago to a godless society and a society that's perverted, a society that is full of uh, sexual misunderstanding, innocent babies being killed in the womb, uh, government blessing all of these very strange things that we see when we look at it through our Christian eyes. Biblical faith, morality, are things that are made fun of today in this country. Uh, we kind of lose sight of where God is, what God is allowing, and we lose sight of the fact that God is the ultimate power, regardless of what's going on in this country or the rest of the world. 
So I thought we would go to Scripture, basic Scripture that everybody knows if you have been a Christian for any length of time. And let's look back and see if we can answer the question, will God save America? So the first place I was led was a very familiar scripture in John chapter 3. Everybody who knows anything about the Bible, who has been a Christian for any length of time, know these scriptures. So John chapter 3 verse 15, it says, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that, he, that the world through him might be saved. Now it's interesting to me when you read these scriptures his son Christ didn't come to condemn the world. So we need to think about this and we need to understand this that the world doesn't stand in our condemnation. The world stands needing salvation and God sent his son for that. And we need to also understand that just because we live in this country doesn't make us immune to the things of the world. I think sometimes we're spoiled in this country. We have become accustomed to things being the way we want them. We think that's normal. God loves the world. Not just those who claim to be saved, not just those who claim to be Christian. He loves the Chinese, the Russians, the Muslims, the whoever. God loves them all. He loves the world, even America. With all of our anger, self-centeredness, all of our terrible moral decline, he still loves us. It's interesting that 15 or 20 years ago, this country was sending missionaries all over the world. And I went back and pulled some numbers and was looking at some facts about all the missionaries over the last 20 years that had gone out from this country. They went to Africa, went to China, went to Russia, all over the world. And it was interesting that in Africa, for example, over 20 years, a period of time when missionaries were going to Africa, over 50 million people converted to Christ in Africa alone. That's amazing to me. What's even more amazing is today, those same countries in Africa are sending missionaries here. I want you to think about that for a minute. That all of a sudden, our country is looked upon by the rest of the Christian world as needing salvation. And... That brought me to Hebrews chapter 13 in verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. 
Our country has succumbed to strange doctrine over the last 20 years. Salvation is still being made available to those who would receive it. The Holy Spirit is still drawing people into Christ, and the door is still Jesus. It hadn't changed. Even the resistant people in the first century, they were very hostile towards the new Christians as the new Jesus movement was getting started. The Jewish priests became obedient to the faith. And if you look at Acts chapter 6, verse 7, it says, And the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. The point here is it doesn't matter how far off track people are, how much they despise what God's doing or what God has done. The Holy Spirit can draw anyone to Jesus the door, Christ, our position. Salvation is to everyone, to everyone who believes and are drawn to Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek this salvation can change every hopeless life into something of beauty. And it's amazing to me, I correspond with some people from Israel, and one of the big things that they talk about a lot in Israel are the Muslims who are actually living in Israel who are coming to Christ. And it's very important to know that the Holy Spirit is still working, even in the Muslims, pulling them into Jesus, into Christ, that's still working. So the point here is don't give up on our country yet. Our country can still be the nation that comes out of darkness and becomes the city on the shining city on the hill. You know, at one time we were looked at as that Christian city on the hill that the world was looking at. Well, we're not quite looked at that way anymore. In Matthew 24, 14, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. There's still a lot of work to be done. And unfortunately, our country has wound up being one of those countries that a lot of work needs to be done in. One of the signs of the end time is this verse, the gospel being preached to the whole world, to all nations. That includes America. You know, governments can't stop God. They can try, but they can't stop God. 
Individuals can't stop it. This is Jesus himself. This is the power of God. This is the Spirit of God that's moving. And it will ring loud and clear. And it doesn't matter what takes place politically, in governments, in ideologies. None of that matters. Our nation will again be that shining city on the hill. First Colossians chapter 2 verse 4 says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Too much religion has consumed this country. And Paul told the Corinthians, it will not be the enticing words of man that will make the difference. It will be the power of God. And the power of God is to salvation, not to religion. And how will this happen? How will this change? How will the change in hearts in a w very wicked world, how will this happen? How will this take place? Well, John 16, verse 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Is it expedient for you that I go away? This is Jesus talking. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now, we, we need to pay attention to those scriptures. We need to wake up and look at what it actually says. We think... We need to do something. It's already been done. We just simply need to accept what God has done. We need to address religion for what religion is. And we need to address the truth for what the truth is. Here at this church, we strive to teach the truth. I know Brother Greg and I do a lot of study trying to make sure that what we present is truth. It's easy to present an opinion, a point of view, a religious ideology. But it's very difficult to present the truth because it's rejected a lot of times. But the truth is, Jesus still is in the business of saving the lost. We can't save them, but Jesus Christ can. I found some interesting numbers I wanted to share with you. Less than half of Americans today, actually it's 30%, of Americans today are 
actually born-again Christians. I want you to think about that. If you've got any age on you at all, you can remember a time when it was about 75 or 80% of Americans were born-again Christians. Today, it's 30%. That means three out of every 10 people you meet are Christians. The other seven are not. They're lost. I want you to think about that. Think about all the people you know and the percentages that are there. In 1 Thessalonians 1.5, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also and in much assurance Matthew chapter 19, verse 25. When the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. When we look at the situation in our country, the first thing that... In, I've had this discussion with several people. How in the world can this take place? How can things be turned around in this country as far as God is concerned? There's so much coming against God. In our society in this country today, if you stand up for God, you're mocked, you're made fun of. If you stand for truth, you're called all sorts of things. How in the world can things turn around and how can things change? With God, all things are possible. Understand, it's not up to you to change things. It's up to God. And God's desire is for everyone to be saved. When we look at this country and we think about this country, and I love this country, I hope you love this country, I hope you think as much of this country as, as I do, my one desire for this country is that everybody that makes up this country, I don't care who you are, where you came from, whatever, my desire is that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Now, will everyone in this country wind up being a born-again believer? No, they won't. There's a certain number that will not, they will reject, they will not accept the truth. But there's a whole lot more than 30% of us that will accept it. So this morning in, in an early morning Bible study, we spent a lot of time talking about the body of Christ. We spent a lot of time talking about the call that God has placed on our lives and, and, and our responsibilities in that call. This is the reason that's so important because God has given ministry to everyone he has called into salvation. And that call that God has placed on your life has a direct bearing on what we're talking about here on the salvation of this country. It's not that I want everybody in this country to be like me. It's not that I want everybody in this country to believe like me. It's not that I want everybody in this country to look like me or to think like me. I want everybody in this country to be saved. I want everybody in this country to know 
my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want everybody in this country of one mind and one accord and stop all the silliness and the garbage that's going on in this country. The only way that can ever happen is through Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter who we are, what we look like. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is Jesus Christ. So, remember, all things are possible through God. So, can God save America? Absolutely. Is it too late for America? No, it's not too late for America. You almost have to go back in history and look at all the things that took place in biblical history. Becky and I were talking about this the other day. Has God ever turned his back on Israel, his people? No. How many times was Israel almost destroyed in its history? Many times. How many Jews were killed in the concentration camps of World War II? Six million. Where was God? What was taking place there? What happened? So when we look at can God save or will God save this country, it's hard to understand how God works. Six million Jews died in concentration camps in World War II. They're still his people. So when we look at things, what will this country go through as God saves it? It's not for us to worry about. The only thing we're to worry about is our salvation. Are we truly saved? Are we born again? Do we know the God of Abraham? Do we know the God of Jacob? Do we, know, do we understand the God of Israel? Do we claim that God? Because that's the only way. That's the only way this country is ever going to be saved. That's the only way this country is ever going to be what God intended for it to be. I truly believe God called this country. And God called this country early in the life of this country to be the shining light on the hill. And it always has been and it always will be. So there's the sign of the end times is the gospel being preached in all the nations. God loves America. He sent his son Jesus to die for the sins of America and the world. And just because we have this mindset that America has always been first, don't get deceived into believing that we, this country, is considered the world. We have a need for salvation in this country. We, the body of Christ, have a job to do. We're supposed to be the kingdom in this country. We're supposed to be the witness of God in this country. We're supposed to be showing the rest of this world 
what God looks like. We're supposed to be the light on the hill. We're supposed to be what everyone else is looking for. That's our job. That's what we've been called to do. We don't go out and try to save them all. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He'll do that. We just need to show them the light. Show them the truth. Show them the difference between truth and the false things that are being propagated in our society today. All the things that we see that we know, when you see it, you know that's wrong, that's not true, that's of Satan. And we can put political spins on it, we can twist it any way we want to, but it's still wrong, still not true, and it's still not God. So our job is to present God, our job is to present the truth, and the only way I know how to do that is allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct us in the things that God has called us to do. If he's called us to do it, he has provided us with everything we need to be able to do it so you don't have to worry about what you need, what you have to do, or anything else. God will provide everything. The love of, the, of God is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago. It hasn't changed. The world was lost then when the, when the church first started. It's still lost today and the church is still working. So just understand we're part of that church. And our job is what God has called us to do in this church as part of the body. And we want to be able to see the progression of the kingdom on this earth. And what we're seeing in this country right now is not the progression of the kingdom or it's the progression of the wrong kingdom. Just to understand, Satan has already been defeated. He's a liar. And don't buy into the doomsday stuff that you see out here today. Understand that God still loves us. God loves this country. God loves all the nations of the world regardless of what their ideology might be, God loves them. Our job is, as Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working in them and confirming the word with signs following. What are the signs following? People coming to salvation. The Holy Spirit working in people. The Holy Spirit drawing people to the truth. Doesn't matter where we come from, who we are. Doesn't matter where we've been. But God can draw us out of that into salvation and into salvation into the family of God, into the body of Christ. That's, that's where we've got to be. That's where we're going. That's, that's what we, we want to be a part of. It's not going to be church normal as it's been for eons in this country is crazy. Religion has tried to destroy it. Understand that the true church are the people of one mind, one accord, in Christ, being guided by the Holy Spirit. Nothing else. And if we, we are willing to address that, if we're willing to understand that, 
then God can use us. This country will, will be great again. And this country will be what God intends for it to be. Not just this country, but other countries, all the nations. I'm telling you, we're living so close to the end time. We're living in the end time. But there's a lot to be done in the end time. And we want our children to grow up in a God-fearing atmosphere. And right now, we don't live in a God-fearing atmosphere. The only God-fearing atmosphere we have are in our individual homes. Well, we need that to spread. We need that to grow. So understand that God can save this country. God will save this country. And he is working right now, and he's working because we're here. We are part of the body of Christ, and we are working hard towards this. Now, in, in this church, we always give an opportunity if anyone is not born again, if anyone feels the draw of the Holy Spirit, we always give an opportunity for people to come to Christ. So I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Joyce is going to come and play a song. If you feel the draw of the Holy Spirit this morning and you feel like that God has called you into his family and, and you feel like being born again this morning is what God has called you into, then this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to become part of the body of Christ. It's an opportunity for you to become more than just an individual searching. It's an opportunity for you to become a part of the greater work of God in the nations, in this country, and in this community. And if you feel that this morning, I encourage you to come forward and, and or, or get with me after, get with Brother Greg later. But step out, and, and if God's called you into salvation, be sure that you step out into it because I'm, I'm telling you, it's something that you'll never regret, something you'll always be uh, tremendously involved in as far as the rest of your life. So just think about that, pray about that, this morning as we, as Joyce plays a little bit. Okay, we're not going to prolong anything. I appreciate everybody being here this morning. I thank you very much. Be much in prayer for our country. Be much in prayer for our church, your community that you live in, your family. We all, every, everybody in here has family members that are not part of the family of God. And we need to be very much in prayer over those people, praying that they will, their hearts will be changed. And God can change hearts. God can change thinking. And just know that God loves you. And he loves each one of us individually. It's not 
It's, it, it's a wonderful thing to understand that the God of the universe loves you, cares for you, has done remarkable things for you. Sometimes you just need to stop and think about all the things that God has done for you over, through your life. And he's never really asked anything of you that he hasn't given you the ability to do. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Thank you all for being here today. Remember Brother Greg and family as they travel today. Uh, come back Wednesday night. Uh, we've been studying the book of Acts, and it's been great, uh, very deep. We're learning a lot of different things there. And uh, it's very interesting to open the Bible and really get into it deep and study it like we, uh, we need to. Uh, Brother Allen, would you mind closing us in prayer today, please?